Get a taste of APS from the soup himself. Here's Soup to Nuts with Attleboro Public School Superintendent David Sawyer. Let's dig in. Welcome to the APS Soup to Nuts podcast, where we explore the Attleboro Public Schools in greater depth. With me today is the principal of Attleboro High School, Kate Campbell, to discuss how the new AHS is a truly comprehensive high school. Kate, welcome. Thank you, Superintendent Sawyer. Glad to be here. Great to have you. So while you're not new to Attleboro Public Schools, uh, you're starting your second uh, tour with us, uh, some people are still getting to know you. So I, I thought we'd start by talking a little bit about yourself. So, uh, Kate, where'd you grow up? I actually am a native New Yorker. I grew up on Long Island. My family's spent summers in the Cape, so I feel like I became acclimated to Massachusetts uh, early on with my parents and my five siblings. I ended up going to Providence College where I studied education and graduated uh, with a master's degree in special education. So I think that's where my roots moved from New York to Massachusetts and the nearby area. Okay, so that explains how you ended up in this part of the world. Um, what brought you into Attleboro? Um, my, uh, what was then my boyfriend, now my husband of 28 years, we had uh, both been in the Providence area. And when I graduated PC, the uh, job opportunity that came my way was Attleboro Public Schools for a special ed position. And it felt right. And uh, for the next 20 years, that's where I was while I was teaching. But it was also where my husband and I raised our two sons. So um, I, being part of Attleboro and the community has always been um, part of my adult career and adult life. So which school was that first assignment? I started in 1992 at Hill Roberts Elementary, and I started as a special ed teacher. I worked as a gen ed teacher. I loved those two jobs probably the most in my entire career. I was able to do a lot with inclusion and um, teaching students at individual instruction and what I now know is really what applied learning and life skills were. I also, in my career, and I was able to spend 20 years in Attleboro uh, teaching, I also was a literacy coach and a principal at the Willett. So uh, any other schools that you worked in while you were uh, with us? I did. I worked at Coelho Middle School for about five years. All right. So you've seen... Uh the district from a couple different perspectives. I have. I can say that I've uh, now been able to be a part of uh, elementary, middle, and high school, kindergarten through 12th. So I was just uh, getting to know you when you made the decision to move on from Attleboro, and I know many of us uh, were uh, sad to see you go in that moment. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your time away from us. Sure. And that was uh, an opportunity that came along that I was hesitant to take because I've always seen teaching in Attleboro as my home. But I also know sometimes when an opportunity arises, it's an opportunity to grow and learn and bring some skills back. So my time uh, being an administrator out of district, I spent a lot of time on curriculum. I was able to lead buildings where an inclusion, an, inclus an inclusive environment had not been a priority, and I was able to take things that I had learned in Attleboro and bring to other districts, but I was also able to really grow as a leader um, of a building and a school community, and I think that those 10 years uh, offered me opportunities to become a better administrator for when I returned. And uh, what communities were those? 
I worked for eight years in Plainville Public Schools and also in Foxborough Public Schools at the Igo School. So that brings us almost up to today. Tell me a little bit about the decision to come back and to come back in quite a different role than uh, what you had been doing before. Um, and I have been asked that question many times, so I, I've actually given it some thought. Um, it is an unusual journey, but um, I have to be honest in that I've loved every single part of my role as an educator. And although every role is slightly different, I, I think um, an educator and a leader is part of who you are as, as a person. And I think um, coming back to Attleboro for me uh, has always made sense. It's always um, been part of, I, I'm not surprised that I ended up back in Attleboro. I've championed from afar. I know that um, I cheered just as loud as everyone else when um, the building was approved. I think I also um, felt for many of my colleagues who I consider very good friends and almost dear family members that I've always been a part of the Attleboro Public Schools even when I wasn't working with them. But the skills that I have coming back to Attleboro Public Schools may not have been as strong as if I hadn't left and then returned. But being a high school administrator, um, to me, isn't that much different than working at the other levels because when you become an administrator, um, you're teaching people and um, curriculum is curriculum. But a leader is someone who needs to be able to see who you're working with and um, who you're supervising and seeing what their needs are. And that can change building to building or level to level. Yeah, so when, when Mr. Rooney um, announced that he wasn't going to be moving on and, and moving up as a superintendent of DR, um, certainly a little bit of panic set in um, at, in terms of who are we going to be able to find uh, to lead Attleboro High School. Um, it's a big and complicated organization. I, I, I think some people, um, you know, kind of think high school's high school, they're, you know, they're all the same. But, you know, AHS is, is <clears throat> a, a particular um, a school of, of that is unusual, I think, across the Commonwealth. So uh, when you indicated your interest in this job, I mean, it, it, it really brought great relief to me um, because I knew we needed a veteran administrator. I knew we needed someone who um, knew Attleboro and could see the vision that um, Bill and I had been working on to create this new building, not just as a brand new building, but a brand new concept of Attleboro High School. And I shouldn't really say brand new because really what we were trying to do is deliver on a vision of what Attleboro High School could be um, that had been set, uh, you know, decades earlier by a previous superintendent, uh, you know, Bob Coelho, that Attleboro High School would be a fully comprehensive high school. And, you know, we've had, um, you know, Chapter 74 programs at Attleboro High School um, since, I believe, uh, the two schools were combined in the 60s, so all the way back to then. But you know, the real um, vision of it being a comprehensive high school was baked into how we designed uh, this beautiful new building. And, you know, we knew that we needed a leader who could uh, deliver on that. So we're here today to talk a little bit about what I even mean by that, because I, I think the concept of comprehensive education isn't one that's necessarily familiar to everybody. I think most families here in Attleboro understand that we have um, vocational programs at the high school. Um, but how that is different from um, being a comprehensive high school is, is something I think uh, could use a little bit of explaining. So uh, do you have a good answer to what we mean when we say comprehensive education? 
Um, I, I can definitely try, and I've learned a lot since my time uh, back here. But I, I do want to say that this um, this opportunity that I was able to walk into when I started at the high school was a plan that, as you mentioned, uh, Superintendent Sawyer, started many years before um, we opened this building. The work that both you and Mr. Rooney and the team here at the high school, the school committee, the, 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 all of the stakeholders um, in our city really um, had a vision and a plan for our students. And it's not just the students that walk through the walls and the hallways today, but um, the students to come. And I feel a comprehensive high school. We are very unique uh, here in Attleboro to have the opportunity of having our school be a comprehensive high school. Um, I think part of what drew me to being uh, a part of this is really that we do individualize and the opportunities for students to be able to get what they need, but also where their interests are and um, skills and strategies to take them beyond what high school has is different than other high schools. For me, uh, the way I explain um, our comprehensive high school is that we have our traditional learning, whereas people, uh, you know, want to be taking college uh, courses and areas that are needed uh, for higher uh, learning and to get uh, into the college for of where they'd like to go beyond. But we also have uh, 19 CTE programs, and that's very different than a traditional high school. And ours here include even beyond just a typical CTE or vocational school when you think of culinary or auto. Um, but I, even that we're able to sit here in our TV and broadcasting studio with our students and record this is unique, um, that we have medical assisting and dental that we're able to have uh, students be ready to go out as cosmetology majors to their next steps. Our marketing department is running a store and ordering. Um, our opportunities are different. And to be able to be a true comprehensive high school is including these opportunities. So when I think of what a comprehensive high school is and what is unique to us is all that we have. Um, it is it is different and it's uh, phenomenal. It really, um, what Attleboro has done for their, their children of the city um, is a testament to who our city is. Truly, truly. Um, I'm not sure everybody necessarily understands what we mean when we talk about Chapter 74 programs. Um, you know, I, again, I, I think people are, are familiar with the concept of, of vocational education, but um, the state has moved, you know, away from that terminology, right? We use CTE, career and technical education, um, to try to, I think, indicate the, the shift in, in thinking, um, not just here, but uh, across the state. And so what I hear you talking about is that in comprehensive education, um, you know, you have a mix of both acad you know, traditional academic high school setting with these Chapter 74 programs, which are the state-approved um, vocational programs that have their own frameworks and regulations that we have to follow uh, to be able to open them. So um, in most comprehensive high schools, and there aren't a ton of them across the state, but they're, you're certainly not the only one, it's a handful of these programs. And in our new Attleboro High School, as you said, we have 19 of these. In fact, um, I was surprised to learn um, from our director, uh, Mr. Gay, that, you know, Attleboro High School is now a larger 
um, chapter 74 school than Tri-County, right? So, you know, when we talk about uh, Attleboro High School being sort of a unique comprehensive school, it seems to me that the scale of it is really like part of the story. Um, I, I agree. And I think also where people have put academic learning and CTE learning in separate categories before, where what we do here at Attleboro High, High School is they live together. We, they're very much embedded within one another. Um, for example, you know, we, I, we had a student who was very involved with our criminal justice program and yet he was able to take enough credits to graduate with an associates. So clearly his academic end was just as important as his CTE and, um, the individual opportunities for students, um, is presented again and again. And these chapter 74 programs, um, have their lens of where you can go. Uh, it's great in our medical assisting program that I have students, we have students that are going out to sturdy. They're, they're licensed, fl- they are able to practice their phlebotomy skills here and they're able to practice them in sturdy hospital. But bringing the skills that they learn here into the real world, that applied learning that I think of as being so important in the elementary grades um, to make learning real is where we are at the high school for students are taking what they learn and bringing it into the real world at even a a greater level because now it's where it can get them beyond high school. And uh, I think pathways for students are started earlier at Attleboro High School than other high schools. Students leave here and they have direction, they have a plan, um, they have interests. What's um, different about our 19 programs, Mr. Gay had taught me early on that having the exploratory and all freshmen being involved in all of our exploratory programs teaches uh, our students what they're interested in, but it also teaches them what they're not interested or not as um, strongly gravitating towards. I think that when we have our metal fab program work with the math teachers um, on things or our instructional coaches, we see how um, really that comprehensive learning and overlap of curriculum can be very natural. That We don't teach in silos. We need to be teaching in real time and making connections to what is beyond our, our classroom. Yeah, I, I think the point you're making about uh, you know preparing kids with, you know, real learning experiences, um, I think helps to, again, sort of uh, help explain the shift in our thinking about this. Because uh, when I was in high school, right, um, I think there was a feeling that you either went to a traditional academic school or you went to vocational school and, you know, one landed you in a career and one landed you at college. Um, It seems to me that that's not the way Attleboro High School set up, right? That um, very much so, regardless of whether you're in a program or not, or and it doesn't matter which program you're in, that um, college readiness is part of the package for all students. Yes. And I, that to me goes back to individualized opportunities. And some of them we're creating even as we go. And, and I think that's where the mindset of what Attleboro Public Schools has always been about trying to create learning pathways um, that provide opportunities for students. And um, our role as educators are we are the facilitators of this learning and being able to guide them to be able to think and process and make connections and problem solve 
as as individuals for whatever they want to go. Um, I do think that people used to put in buckets, you're either um, a career pathway or a college pathway, and that doesn't need to be the case. And we, again and again, are proving that you can have both and should have both um, if that's what you want. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty exciting. Um, and, you know, helps to break down, I think, a lot of the barriers um, that uh, people might get into. Because I, I do know that some parents get concerned about these decisions about, you know, letting students uh, be part of some of these programs and they don't want to, um, you know, commit their, say, 14 or 15-year-old child to uh, a, a rigid career path because, you know, most kids don't really know what they want to do at that age. Um, in fact, I, you know, I would say most college-age kids haven't quite figured it out yet either, and I, I know some adults that are still working on it as well. Um, so what would you say to people who are concerned that, okay, that's good to hear that, you know, everybody's going to be college ready regardless of, of what program choice they make. But, you know, do I really want to lock my student into being, you know, a carpenter or a plumber or, or even an engineer or whatever the, whatever the program is, you know, what if they do that for three years and then they don't like that? Well, I, you know, our requirements are still going to be getting students what they need to graduate high school. But I think to answer your question Superintendent Sawyer, is that we're seeing it, we're living it. Our guidance counselors work closely with our students, our administration, the instructional coaches and teachers, but they're they're helping direct the students on where they want to be. No one's going to be in a program without wanting to, to be there. It's a privilege to be in a CTE program and get your hours to be able to have certificates that you wouldn't be able to have if you were going out to the workforce but you're also able to balance the, if you want to take your AP classes, um, in it, you if you are in history and that's where you want to combine. So uh, often people are confused that there are limitations um, that happen if you're on a pathway, but that's not the case. Um, we have opportunity, students should be learning things that they're interested in. I think that's really important and people often um in a more traditional setting, we're learning things. And if somebody asked them, why are you learning that? The answer may have been because I have to, or because the teacher told me. And uh, what I think I've, I've learned in being a part of Attleboro schools since the nineties is that the reason behind um, what we do with education and why we're learning things and making those connections is where our, we want our students to be able to go. So I, I think the comprehensive mentality of academics um, embedding into our, C, our career and technical education is a very natural step. Um, many of our higher level thinking and learning skills are going to be on, go beyond um, our, our walls. And that's important for us, to whatever aspect of learning our students are gonna be involved with that they have. So it's, I don't feel our mentality is, our mindset is limited to having a CTE path or an academic path because we know with confidence that they can live um, together. I think when I worked at the high school, <clears throat> it was a bit of a harder sell that, you know, students in our programs are spending time, you know, learning uh, career skills related to their field. And so um, that's not time doing traditional strict academics, right? Like, you know, we have students helping us with this podcast right now. Well, you know, 
working a soundboard is a very different learning experience than, uh, you know, reading uh, great works of literature and writing essays about it. And so I, I feel like there used to be concern on the part of parents that, well, you know, is that was one experience more valuable than the other. And I, I think to connect this to a, like a larger trend, a lot of people are talking about um, how people lost confidence in the value of a college education and that more and more people are um, wondering uh, what is the best path after high school. And when you put these things together, I, I think there's just a wider recognition that there's a lot of different ways uh, to get to success in life and that um, learning um, can be a much wider range of experiences that, that pay dividends. And I'm, I appreciate you being the leader of this district and having that um, belief and that vision, because I think that's what's helped us as a district get here. And there are students who already know that they um, have a passion for, you gave an example of carpentry, and they already know their roles that they want to be involved with in carpentry. And in their time here, they may be able to be determined, be um, have guidance on being a laborer versus a construction um, contractor. So I, I, I think that the students who are involved in a CTE program, even alongside with their academic uh, requirements too, is that they're able to see beyond even what their CTE program is offering them. And it's, it's really not that either or, but what our students are able to graduate with is a clearer vision of where they wanna be. And I'm excited to talk to students when they are able to tell me that they are, um, uh, you know, what was an internship in banking here in our banking program in the in the marketplace, but was then carried over to their summer work. And then when they graduated high school, they're actually working in Bristol County Savings Bank right now. Um, it's, it's not just about the typical trades um, that people get hung up on. It really is the opportunities that all of these um, CTE programs are connecting for our students. We know that our nurses um, who are moving on they, in, a, in a world right now where there are certain fields that are so high in demand and the salaries are showing it, that students are able to leave our high school and uh, go on a path where they are able to have financial backing to their route and also be able to determine what their next steps are, but they, they have more behind them when they graduate high school for that path, whatever it may be. Well, that's really exciting to have, you know, students graduating who I think um, feel like that educational experience has value to them, right? I mean, that's ultimately what we're here trying to provide. And, um, you know, the, again, the comprehensive nature of what we're offering here allows us to provide specific training for students who know what they want to do and provide, you know, that sort of direction for them but also, you know, just really engaging learning experiences in general for all of our students um, so they can, you know, uh, figure out who they are as learners and what their interests are. Um, you put all that together and, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty robust experience. Uh, to shift a little bit, um, you know, the, the community has made a great investment in, in this school. Um, what are some of the payoffs for the community at large for, for having a, a comprehensive high school here in Attenborough? Um, I, I feel the relationships that the city has uh, 
done for us as a school, but also the relationships that we have with the community um, has been able to widen opportunities for our students um, and also widen opportunities for our city. Yesterday, uh, both you and I sat in a workforce uh, a meeting of um, the city, many of the stakeholders in the city on, on um, areas where our students can be assisting in the workforce and also opportunities for local businesses to be able to be supported from our students. And that in itself is very unique because we are, we are the city. It, it is the students. It is uh, our businesses. It is the people who live here and work here. And um, we're in a time where it's hard to find people who are passionate about the work they do and are skilled and have the, the mindset uh, of all of those traits that we hold valuable of perseverance and being good humans and your work ethic. And um, I think that those relationships are, uh, when we're listening to the community members, they're looking for many of the same values um, in their employees that we have and hold in high regard of our students. So I, I think that building relationships um, and widening the opportunities for our students is um, in tandem with our city. And I think um, as we make progress, the students and the city together, um, that progress is going to impact the future. Yeah, it was exciting to hear how, you know, there's a need in the city um, for, you know, skilled workers um, and that, you know, we really have a part that we can play in providing um, not only with the workers that the, the industries need, but, you know, real opportunities for our students uh, to do um, important work and, and valued work um, within their own community. You know, I, I think there are a lot of places uh, that that's, that's a tough thing to, to put together. And it seems like we're really primed uh, to do our part to help with that. Um, so I, I, I agree that that's a, that was a pretty, pretty exciting moment. Um, it seems to me that there's also a benefit in that because our students need uh, to learn their craft uh, for some of our programs, you know, we have uh, opportunities for, for, uh, interactions on a retail level. You want to talk a little bit about the marketplace? Sure. Um, and uh, yesterday w was an action-packed day, and one of the highlights that I had from yesterday was actually in the marketplace. And uh, a student and I had uh, discussed about the possibility of having lunch together in the bistro. And while we were there, we were able to meet uh, two veteran teachers, retired teachers of Attleboro, um, who I had worked with in the early 90s. And I think that the marketplace here at the high school represents who we are as a city, and it's that combination of community members. Uh, I was so proud to introduce to the students um, former Attleboro, high, uh, Attleboro Public School teachers, and he was impressed to listen to why they still felt. He asked them, what do you think of our new school after they asked him that. And I heard it from um, somebody who was 17, and I heard it from someone who um, is, is a little bit older than that on, on really what the marketplace allows to happen. And students see community members, community members see our students in action, and that's just the bistro when you come in for lunch on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. You um, may also be doing your banking there and be um, 
someone, one of our students may be helping you. Um, we have a graphic design department. When you come in there, you're working with students as you need banners or t-shirts or posters. And our students are, and they're taking their skills and designing what you may need. Um, starting next year, we'll be able to be opening our um, cosmetology department and you'll be able to come in and get your hair and nails done. Um, and to be able to do that within walking distance for some people and or a quick drive and being able to see people that you know isn't always an opportunity um, that happens in, in 2023. So I feel that the marketplace is an extension of our school because it is run by the students and staff, but it's that opportunity for connecting the relationships in our community, in our city. You know, technically not in the marketplace, but uh, people can also go get their car serviced by auto too, right? Absolutely. While you're getting your car, you're getting your new brakes or tires or maybe an oil change, you go to the bistro, you have a, you meet a friend and have some lunch, you get to talk to some students and they're able to ask you questions, we're able to ask them questions. But when you see the bistro alive with students and community members, um, the student who I was with yesterday said, wow, this is what it's really about. Uh, it's not just about the sandwich, although it's delicious. Um, it, it's about the opportunities and relationship building. So, so many different things that we offer here at the high school um, between carpentry and auto and metal fab. Um, it, it's endless. So if you haven't been to the marketplace, and I'm not just saying this because I'm the lucky principal here. Um, if you live in Attleboro, you want to come to the marketplace. You want to see these students. You want to talk to them. And um, it, and I say that because you will it, it's uh, you will benefit as well. So we hope to see more of the community now that we're open for business. Okay, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today about the tremendous opportunities AHS provides uh, the students of Attleboro. Um, I should acknowledge uh, the students of radio and television production program for their technical expertise in producing this podcast. And I would also like to thank our loyal listeners of Soup to Nuts. Uh, welcome back for season three, and thank you for your continued interest in the Attleboro Public Schools. Thank you, Superintendent Sawyer.